following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Studio A. Episode number 439. Yeah, should I do something for the 500? I don't know, it's a long way from now. It's like six months from now. That'll be like, what, sometime in the summer maybe? I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know. It's post-Halloween, early November. The second day of November is when this was recorded. And uh, if, my, if my math is right, this airs later tonight. And uh, it, i got to kind of hurry up and get this thing done because... Um, I got to head back. See, I was I started I started at Studio A this morning. Did a couple of things here. Went over to Studio B, did the radio show, radio-memphis.com till around 2ish central p.m. and then came back to Studio A, did some other things, and now this, and then after that, after that, I'm hitting I'm making the trifecta. I'm hitting Studio C a little bit later on for a taping that I've got to get going. On as well, so yeah, a lot of a lot of things going on. Staying busy uh, as 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 we are wont to do here in these places, which is fine. It's you know, it's it's a rhythm. It's production. You, you do what you got to do to make things happen. And yeah, last week I was talking about um, developing this into sort of a YouTube thing. I don't know that I want to do that. I'm I'm on the fence about it. It may happen. It may not. I've been kind of playing around with some techniques on doing it, and maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I've done it before. I'm still kind of on the fence about it because you know YouTube is what it is. It's a thing. You know, you 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 watch shows on it. Apparently, uh, you catch little videos. Sometimes, uh, like I just had lunch a little while ago, and I was watching a couple of silly, dumb things up there. As as you as you do, you know, you don't go down a rabbit hole, but you can. Not with that attitude, you don't. But you know, you you can. It's a, certainly a, a hell of a time waster, it is. It's like a weird television type of thing. And that's kind of what we're talking about this time out. Yes. Who needs television when you got YouTube, right? Who needs cable television when you got Netflix, right? Or all the other things. It's the streaming wars. It's a big problem. We're going to delve into that this time out. We've talked about it before, but now, you know, some time has passed and things are. Well, it's it's not moving slowly in that world. We'll get to that and more. Stick around. We'll be right back right after this brief break from Radioland. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-761-6729. 800-761-6729. 800-761-6729. That's 800-761-6729. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. 
So yeah, there's there, there's options out there, aren't they? You know, the internet came along, and people were like, "Man, I'm not paying no, you know, three hundred bucks a month for cable or two hundred a month or whatever it was." And there's got to be other alternatives, and and there had been, you know, there, YouTube only provided some, you know, not your favorites, you know, and people were going back to the way things used to be with the antenna. Televisions have gotten so much better at, uh, you know, with, with their uh, crisper resolution, their HDness, the digital signals that uh, have been required now by the uh, Federal Communications Commission and all of that fun stuff. And and uh, it, it made for television viewing a little bit easier without having to shell out money to the man. Yeah. And then there's satellite TV, direct TV. Yeah. No, none of that. And there was this craze. It didn't last long, but it was a it was an interesting little craze where it was time to cut the cable. Remember that? Let's cut the cable. Most of us did. We did it so we could watch the things we wanted to watch without the, you know, being subjected to what it was that the man had to package with his cable plan. <laughs> Well, I want ESPN, and I got it, but now I'm stuck with C-SPAN, and I don't watch that. Yeah, what's, what's all this about? What do you mean that's a pay-per-view? You know, you have all that going on. And as it turned out, with the streaming thing, nothing's changed. <laughs> it, really, it really hadn't. I said on this very program, what, a couple of years ago maybe, <clears throat> that there will come a time when the when the corporate man – the man, the corporate America man, is going to want to cash in on this because the people, well, we can't, we can't let the people have this stuff for the little price that they, for nothing? What? We got to figure out a way to do this so they start packaging shit. Netflix went from being a place to actually find movies that were, you know, second runs and stuff that were over at the, over at the movie theater into their own programming stuff. And that, that's turned it, more on that later, but it's turned into this weird circus. Amazon decides to get on all this, so they're they've got they've got more of your runs and all that. And then HBO said, "Hey, we want in on this too," so they've got their deal. And now everybody's doing their own thing. Gotta have an app. Gotta have an app. Gotta pay the subscription. Everything adds up. And guess what, kids? If you had everything, you're gonna pay more for that than you did for cable. You got you got boned, man. That's what it is. And then Netflix said that you did, they didn't make enough money during the pandemic while everybody was home. They, they weren't making enough. Uh, making enough. So they, what they do? They raise the rates. They raise it a couple of times. Right now, Netflix is the most expensive. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm not forgetting Disney. It's just that they're in there, too. I mean, you can think of it. They're everywhere. And now, all of the things that you like to watch have been bundled together, sound familiar, into these other, into these other products. And and we're stuck. We're stuck in this bullshit again. The only difference is, is that you don't have to subscribe to the things that you don't want to spend money on. I'm one of those guys. I don't have the Disney thing. I, I just, nothing on Disney turns my crank. I think, I think it personally, it's an unpopular thought, but personally, I think it's overblown. And it's crap. There's not, there's not much of anything there. That's my opinion. I don't have any kids. Yes, I was a kid, and I have no desire to revisit, you know, uh, th- that stuff. Not my thing. 
frankly, I don't even really watch that much television, to be honest with you. I don't have that 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 much time. Uh, you know, we, we do here, like, you know, the wife and I, she like, well, she likes a lot of sports, and she never watches it live. So there's that does present its own unique challenges. Over-the-air stuff, yeah, we got a DVR, boom, we're so there. That's fine. Uh, ESPN, we have the we have the suite, if you will. The rest, and of course, as much shopping as the wife does on the Amazon, she's got the Prime. So you got you got the TV thing. All of that makes sense. <coughs> and of course, Netflix. And Netflix is doing this thing now, where they're going to they're going to lower the rate, but they're going to serve you ads, and that kind of bothers me, as it should most people. Why am I paying X dollars, X amount of dollars a month for programming and for content if you're still going to submit advertisements to me, if you're going to feed me ads, if you're going to serve up commercials to me, <coughs> pardon, uh, on, a, on, a, on a platform that is subscription-based. What, 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 why? Oh, hey, we're letting you have access, but for this extra amount of money, uh, you know, we're going to, we, we got to get more money. So we're going to have some, some ads. Um, I, I'm kind of against that. Pick one subscription or ad driven. One of the things that, that, that I enjoy when I do, and it's usually back here in studio a late at night. If I'm looking for something to watch, I head over to Pluto. This is not an ad for them, by the way, they're not giving me any money for this. I head over to Pluto and uh, you know see what they have to offer, and it's it's an interesting way to kill a couple of hours. You know they have a whole series of movie stuff and their older films or whatever, and it's okay. It's it's nothing cutting edge. It's nothing new. It's, it's stuff that I don't really care about. It just you just kind of let it wash over you at the end of the night, maybe if you're looking for if if the wife is watching something I have no desire to see, I come back here and I watch something else, and that's kind of all there is to it. And you know what? How much Pluto costs? It costs nothing. It's zero. How do they make their money? Yes, advertisements. They run commercials. That's how it's supposed to work. I don't mind sitting through a commercial break. Now, they, their spots do get a bit repetitious at times, and I get that. But, yeah, that seems like a pretty doable model. But, see, it's never enough for the corporate world. They've got to have more, and they've got to have more and more and more. And then you have the streaming giants that were starting to swallow up things. HBO, Discovery, Paramount. That's okay. That's an interesting one. And of course, the networks is CBS All Access, which I think is part Paramount. I think I don't know. It it got confusing pretty quick. Viacom was all involved in this. Uh, I know Pluto is is uh, Paramount owned or Viacom owned, <clears throat> and that was all part of the part of the fun. That is, and they run a lot of promos for for various things that they're running, and and it's fine. There's A and E. There's you pick one, and they've got an app. And if you want full access to the stuff that they have, you gotta you gotta pay for it. You gotta pay for it every month, and it starts to really add up. And so now the the big guys are <coughs> they're trying. Excuse me, I pardon me. I, I had a kind of a spicy lunch, but you know that's all right. Um, the uh, uh, the apps are starting to string a bunch of stuff together, so you know they're they're attracting people. They know that there's only just so much people are going to spend on their entertainment. And so they're trying to package it, and they're all kind of gobbling up each other, you know? 
Peacock is the NBC thing. CBS All Access. ABC, I think, is part Hulu. That's Disney. ABC is Disney. It's also ESPN, which is also Disney. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to get it. Everybody's trying to get into your pocket for this whole thing. And yes, there's commercials in on all of this, which is which is a trip. And they're going back to the way things were when there was a cable attached. They are coming after your wallet. And then they bitch because there is a higher incidence of pirating going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're pirating shit left and right. Hey, you can check this out for free because yeah, Game of Thrones was the most pirated television show in the history of television, Joes. Yeah. And the guys at HBO originally said, uh, so what? It helps. It spreads the word because they'll, they'll, they'll find other things and, and probably, probably drive uh, subscription rates up, which it did. Ultimately, same thing with some of the stuff on Amazon. Uh, back to Paramount. Um, nobody wants to play with Paramount. Paramount can't land a gig. They're kind of on their own. You know, they're trying to get, you know, uh, I don't know if they want to get picked up through Hulu. Or they're trying to, you know, maybe Netflix, trying to Amazon the thing. They're trying to do all this. Paramount, nobody wants to play with. They're the one app that's being left out in the cold, and they're trying like hell to push everything together. And for some bizarre reason, it's just not working for them. And that's kind of sad in a way. At the same time, it's kind of exciting because, you know, watching watching corporate America, you know, go through this. This is it's a weird it's a weird learning curve that is happening amongst all of those uh, all of those folks in, in that in that line of work. It's crazy how that works. But it doesn't have to be so so damn complicated. You know, you put everything in one place, people can kind of pick and choose what they want. And if you're selling advertisement on it, then then there's money. Oh, but it's not enough money. Dude, right now, as an actor or a filmmaker, you don't want to be on Netflix. I know there's people that would go, oh, how dare you say these things. Seriously, what are you going to get? Six, seven episodes in your first season and then they can you? If you're doing a limited series, you know, a limited episodic series, that's a different matter because, you know, like the the Dahmer thing, that was what, 10 episodes? That's all there was ever going to be. They told the story. But, you know, long episodic sweeping dramas, yeah, they don't get you, you know, you don't get it going enough by the first year, you're canned. And they're canning like crazy. They're canning shit before it airs. (coughs) That's a drag, man. There's a couple of stories floating around out there of productions that were that went into development. They were written. They got greenlit by Netflix. Money had changed hands a little bit. The production began. Money was being spent with uh with with the knowledge that Netflix was going to run this and they were going to buy back those episodes for, you know, a little bit of profit on the production side. That's how that works. It's a business. And after they went through all of this process of producing this show, a lot of it out of their own pockets, because that's the risk you take as a producer. You fund the initial project, and then after that, um, they run you off. <laughs> you sell it, and you hope to get your money back, plus a little something, something. That's the way it works. Uh, shows went into production. They were produced. They were post-produced. They were ready to go. They were ready for air. Netflix went... 
Yeah, about that show, uh, we decided we're not going to run that. And stuck these people, these producers, with the tab. Now, I'm sure there's lawsuits that'll be coming up around all this stuff, and I'll probably, you'll probably never hear about that stuff. <coughs> or out-of-court out of settlements and that kind of thing. That's That's kind of the way that probably would work. But right now, actors... Producers, directors, they don't want to get involved in that kind of thing because of the risk that it takes to to go that far. Hence, YouTube. Now, YouTube is a strange anomaly in and of itself. It's available everywhere, and it is free. I know, I know. Parts of it are free. There is a part that is paid that nobody wants to subscribe to because it's so goddamn high. But there is, you know, they run ads. It's Google, man. They got you by the balls. They don't have all the things that you particularly want to watch, but they do have some. They've they've also got movies that you can rent. Sure, you know, they got that. They're like, you know, three, four bucks. And you can rent a film on, on there or you can, uh, uh, they got a bunch of free stuff, you know, so it's doable. The difference is, is that a content creator, anybody is a content creator. Say, take take uh, take this show, for example. We, we decided to put it on YouTube. They don't cancel it. I'm the one that cancels it. If I don't like the way it's going, then you know or the direction it's gone in, then it then it then it dies a horrible death, uh, if you will. Like, uh, here's a good example: drinking with dead people. I produced that show, and I did I forget how many episodes. It was a fun show, and I got a lot of comments from a lot of people from all over the place about that show. And and I told them this is the very same thing. I enjoyed doing it. We wanted to do a lot more with it, but it just for some reason, didn't catch on. I don't know. Maybe there was a better looking person that that hosted a very similar show, and they went with that. And and that's that's the way that's the way it goes. But that doesn't stop me from producing it. What stopped me from producing it was a couple of things. A time. <clears throat> it was a very labor intensive time. You know, uh, producing that thing. There was a lot of work that went into that. And frankly, I just don't have the time. And it was a solo project, which meant that there was no crew involved. I did all the research for it and did all the the shooting and and the on camera parts and all of that stuff and and that's that's what it was. And post production took you know for for a show that was what how long was that thing about uh, the average episode was what about ten twelve minutes long it took a couple of hours to produce each one. And I don't know it doesn't seem like that you know big a thing in a, in this grand scheme of things but there's a bunch of other things that I'm doing at the time that make it even more difficult to get into. Be that as it may, a year ago. Halloween was the last episode. I think it was a year ago. It may have been two years now. I don't know. And uh, it was shot. It was done. It was put out there as sort of a Halloween special. And it, that kind of concluded the second season, as abbreviated as it was. And it just it just got shelved. YouTube didn't cancel it. No, they got other fish to fry. They don't have to worry about guys like me doing this. <laughs> uh, they can cancel shows. I can tell you, they can demonetize your ass and make it to where it's not worth doing. But uh, uh, it just became a, a a time and and money thing. It it cost money to produce that show, and you could have done uh, you know uh, crowdfunding, man. You could have done something, man. We want to see a show. We want to. Yeah. Um, once again, there's there's a lot of moving parts. Now, that's not to say that I've personally killed the show. Think of it as a lengthy hiatus. It might come back. It might not, but it might. Like like this show from Radioland showing up on YouTube. It's been done before. I don't know why. I'm you know I'm 
I'm often swayed by other people that are in this business and they'll go, Hey, yo, give this a shot. You know, try it this way, try it that way. And then you go, Oh, I didn't think of it like this. So, you know, this show probably will eventually show up on YouTube. Is it going to be like this audio version, like this radio version? No, probably not. Is it going to be very similar? Absolutely. It's going to be playing the game. Is it going to work? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, you know, you, you always got to run stuff up the flagpole and see if anybody else salute it. And if it's good, then it sticks around. If it's worth doing financially, then you keep doing it. That's, that's kind of how it is. And then it comes a point where eventually it all runs out of gas and then, and then uh, it, it, it passes on into the ether in the way it'll, it'll live forever that way. That's just kind of how it is. Is that the way it is? And you, if you'll pardon the expression, the mainstream, and I mean that in, in every pun that you can think of, um, yes and no. Shows come and go off of Netflix all the time. I remember that show used to be on Netflix. How come I can't find it anymore? That's because, uh, you know, it's, it's not a repository of material that lasts forever. That's what YouTube is. It's it's only a certain amount of material that they're going to keep because they're going to focus on <clears throat> their their own stuff that they spend all this money on to produce the shows that they want you to watch. And if they don't do well, or and those by the way, those numbers are never public. It's you're you're they're basing their decisions on numbers that they're not going to tell anybody else what what's up when they go. Oh, Dahmer was like the most watched show on Netflix. Probably true, but I don't know by what the margin is. Uh, the Marilyn Monroe thing, blonde, you know that made it that made a big splash when it when it landed. Uh, is it, was it uh, was it worth watching? I don't know. I couldn't make it through the first hour. Seriously, it's whew, it was depressing. Um, but I get it. But does that make it the number one sh- show on Netflix? Not really. From what I heard, it didn't do do as well as I thought. People are becoming more. They're becoming a little bit more sophisticated in their television television viewing habits. And it, I know that seems kind of strange considering that most people don't really give a shit per se, but they kind of do. And the reason being is how much money it's costing to access that stuff. So if I'm paying, you know, 10, 12 bucks a month or more on a platform, I'm going to hope that what you're serving me is worth that. But if I'm shelling out 10 bucks a month, and uh, the stuff you're giving me is loaded with commercials. Then why why am I giving you ten dollars a month? How much are you getting off those commercials? Sure, it's a cash cow. Broadcast sales are tough. They are notoriously tough. It's a very difficult part of this business. I, I know this from experience. It's not easy. You can do it if you have the right people with you. But it's also incredibly lucrative. Big time. Um, sports is another thing. Yeah, they stick a lot of commercials in it. They got to pay for all that because the people that put on the game are selling the broadcast rights. The NFL, the National Football League, or the National Felonious League, they own the rights to those games. They license out the actual video of those games on whatever network is going to write them the check. Let's just say CBS. CBS agrees they're going to carry X number of football games for the NFL. So they write a big check. It's a massive check for each individual game or they were however it is. They are hoping they're going to have enough viewers to justify the ad rates that they're going to sell against what's already happening on the air. That's the risk they're going to take. Guess what? 
CBS has been doing it for years. Guess what? They're making money. I know I, I just thought it just occurred to me CBS is more college football, but still, that's that's kind of what that is. ESPN, NFL, um, I think it's some ABC Sports. Yeah, there's any rate, it's wherever they are. It's about money. It's always about money. I mean, it's not. I'm not. There's no illusions here as to what it is. Now you see, Amazon got into this, and the only way you can watch the Thursday night football game, which used to be the much ballyhooed NFL Network, which I don't know what that turned into. You could watch the Thursday night game live on Amazon if you were a member of Prime, which is what a hundred and something dollars a year, I believe, is what that is. It's got its benefits, sure, and it's not that big a deal. But you know, come on, how far how far along the road are you going to travel with this? That's been my question here. So that really, the golden age of streaming television has since passed. It has now been marketed and machined, and it is turned into this thing that is designed to do one thing, and that is to take money out of your pocket every month, or every year for that matter. And if you go back and you look at how much you spend total, not including your internet access, that's a, that's a whole other deal. That's usually like, what, 100 bucks? You got you to spend all of that. To get there, then when you're there, you got to spend that much more to get the stuff that you're watching. You know, oh, I got, oh, I'm going to go to Netflix. Oh, it's ten bucks a month or whatever. And they go, oh, hey, it's a, it's a commercial for hemorrhoids. Oh, fabulous. What the fuck am I paying this for? So what's the way out for the consumers? Because right now it appears that that American consumers are pretty much at a constant state of conflict <laughs> or war with. Corporate broadcast. Here's something that worked out pretty well. Um, away from television, you have audio. Audio, you have tune in. Tune in is a thing. Tune in's a lovely thing. It's and it costs nothing. They serve you ads. Now they have a subscription version of that that doesn't serve you ads. <laughs> Imagine that. And you pay a monthly subscription to that, and they unlock a bunch of stuff that you have access to. So you could have like the audio version of some sports events. You know. I get it. I can go somewhere else for all that. Not too many people use it for that purpose. Uh, Radio Memphis is on TuneIn. Um, I don't think they're taking any more stations on on that platform because there's just a dearth of of stations out there. And you've got to be a 24-hour broadcaster. And there's got to be a bunch of stuff that's going on. And they don't mind you running your commercials on their platform. The reason being is that it sends over to, like if you're listening on your phone, you get the occasional pop-up which doesn't interrupt your programming or doesn't interrupt what you're listening to. Uh, and they run a pre-roll. So before you you dial into Radio Memphis, it's going to play an ad before you get started. You know, that's a pretty small price to pay because all that is is just time. Makes perfect sense to me. I get it. But if, say, uh, TuneIn decides to say, well, we're going to we're gonna have to start charging a subscription fee, then they best take those ads out of there and not allow anybody else to, to run their ads. And that'll, that, that's a killer. That's a platform killer right there, my friends. That's, what's, that's what that is. When you sit down and you need your entertainment, <clears throat> whether whatever it is, television, audio, listening to music, whatever it is, the cost of which is based upon what it is that you're consuming is a variable thing, you know? You buy your music online, right? 
what's happened is, is all the artists got effed. They got boned. They got screwed. And rightfully so. Well, not rightfully so, but I mean, they're pulling away out of this is what I meant to say. And that's rightfully so. They're getting away from Spotify because Spotify doesn't pay, they don't pay shit. They don't. They put their music up on YouTube. Then YouTube demonetizes them because they they claim that that's not their music. And there's this whole, it's a mess. And that leaves you with uh, Bandcamp and it leaves you with... Uh, uh, your Apple Music, your Android Music, or whatever that, that, that is now. And then you, if you want something for you to listen to later, then you've got to pay for it and download it, which is, but that's kind of where it is. You buy a record, it's 12 bucks or whatever it is. But see, these artists now are pulling away from that. And what they're doing is pretty unique. They're going back to LPs, they're going back to vinyl records. There's a novelty value there. CDs have become so passe. It's a storage device. That's all it is. People are either downloading their stuff or they're buying a physical copy. And when they buy that physical copy, they choose vinyl over the uh, over the uh, over the CD. It's a good thing. It's a real good thing. It's good for the artist and it helps keep their 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 pockets lined. But don't think for a second that the uh, the the music distributors are, are liking this because they get cut out of the deal. They're going to try and find a way to stop that. Good luck. Good luck doing that. Because everybody has their hands in your pocket. You know, like, like I've said before on this program, but like what Gene Simmons said, his money is in your pocket. His job is to figure out a way to get it out of there. And he dies <laughs> for, for the, not none of mine, but that's, yeah, but that's, that's neither here nor there. That's the thing. So what's next? What, what happens in, what do we do? Where do we go? Where do we go from here? We're sick of what the man has done to television so we cut the cable and turned off the dish and we've gone to the web okay that worked out and then you had enough providers that were out there that were that were working deals that could get you that stuff for practically nothing and then they all turned around and said hey we're going to take the commercials out but you're going to pay us a monthly fee and then the monthly fee wasn't enough and they can only raise it so far before people started turning it off and then they said well with the lower monthly fee we're gonna start running commercials and hey guess what it's like cable tv again just like it all used to be and that's what it's like that that really clingy girlfriend look it's just the way it's always been it's supposed to be just you and me together again this is what we ran away from and it's and it's odd i don't hear much high hollering about this Seriously, I don't. It's like you've been, it's like the, you, it may be you. It's it's like people have been just sucked into this whole thing where they just, well, it's expected. I'm going to pay for all of this and not just all the access and the content, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be paying extra for the commercials that you're going to be. I, I, oh man, it's frustrating. It's hard to think like that. So what's going to happen? Less and less people are buying televisions. That's what's already, already seeing it now. The 18 to 34-year-olds out there don't buy televisions. They don't. They watch everything on their phone, if they're watching anything at all. They're too busy farting around on TikTok or Instagram, and a lot of it is YouTube. They're out there creating stuff for themselves. They're not sucked into the world of television the way a lot of us had, had been, and it's the way we, it was our babysitter for some. Seriously. The, the whole notion of the Saturday morning cartoon, you know, that's all gone, you know, that's that, but that's neither here nor there, but we can reminisce all we want. But the fact of the matter is 
that the current younger generation, you know, the the, the now voting force in America is kind of done with television. And guess what? I can't blame them at all. I don't blame them. You know why? Because I'm sick of it too. You can go through all of these things, all of these platforms, all of these apps, comb over them. Billions and billions of hours of video content are out there. And the problem is there's still nothing to watch. Hi, this is Reverend Oma with the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. We have a huge selection of spiritual supplies and gifts for whatever your path or practice. We stock hundreds of gemstones and specimens and carry a variety of beautifully crafted gemstone jewelry starting at just $10. Our talented staff offer tarot readings, aura and chakra analysis, and sound baths. Book your appointment or shop online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com or visit our shop in downtown Memphis at 552 South Main. Come to the Broom Closet and let us help you light your path. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. You know, we have it in our heads when we think about this. When we think about corporate America, you have this, this, this vision in your head of these people that run these corporations and they're... This old stuffed shirt guy, you know, his his chair is the shape of his ass because that's what he does. And he's a hard-nosed, you know, uh, out-of-touch windbag that that doesn't get it, that doesn't understand what the market that he's selling to. You know what the real fact is, the real truth of the matter is? None of that is true. There, there, there are younger guys that are in this and that, that younger women that are getting in this and doing this. And it's like, you want to go, man... You were just such a nice little kid. What? How did you get so stupid? What did they teach you in that school anyway? Really? Is that what this is? This is a bad scene. That's why I could never see myself ever working for corporate America again. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program, or whatever it may be worth. It's kind of fun, uh, kind of beating up on TV a little bit. I like to do that. It's 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 kind of a kind of an amusing thing here. Uh, be be that as it may. Uh, the next time we talk, the next time this show is on the air. Something uh, interesting is going to have happened in this country. And I don't know what it is. <clears throat> I really don't know. And I don't think any of you know, too. We all have our suspicions. We have our hopes and our dreams. But the midterm elections are coming up on the 8th of November. Mm-hmm. And everybody's saying that their side's going to win. And I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I, th- I thought about maybe you know uh, producing an episode about that. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to kind of see how it goes. Probably not. Because uh, the point being that, um, A, it is such a volatile situation right now with our country and uh, there's, uh, you know, there's there's just no way to get around it without, I mean, I I could say without pissing somebody off, but I mean, without really drawing the ire out of people. 
It really is. I remember the right accusing the left of being snowflakes, and boy, howdy, was were they wrong? Jesus Christ, those people can get so triggered at times. It's and it's you know, all right, you know that Obama is a lizard guy with the Illuminati and stuff, and uh, he's just you know, blah blah blah. That's true stuff. I mean, they say these things, and it's alarming. And and we've got to find a way to keep you know, keep these people out of you know out of out of government service. Look, I get. Your willingness to go work for the federal government in hopes of making America a better place. But Jesus Christ, not that way. Man, we fought a couple of wars over this business. It's just like we're still not going to be done with it. So any rate. Um, so, you know, we'll 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 meet later. <laughs> we'll probably talk about something different aside from all that. Um, in the meantime, um, I mean, we'll we'll have it over at Radio Memphis in the morning show. Uh, Radio Memphis in the morning with uh, uh, me and LJ. LJ and I, I should say, as we do weekdays at 9 a.m. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. It's a very volatile and weird, twisted world right now. And uh, the only thing I can tell you to do, um, if you're listening, and if you haven't done so already, either through early voting or whatnot, go go vote. Make sure you make plans on the 8th of November to go to your polling place and vote. Do you know follow the rules, don't be an ass, just go in there and do it. Show them your ID if it's requested, your voter card, whatever it is. Don't get started on that. Go, let them hand you the ballot, go to the machine, do the thing, get your little sticker at the end of the deal, sign off on where we got to sign off, get in your car and go somewhere else. And, you know, make sure your vote is 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 cast. You know, it's pretty pretty solid to say that, you know, the elections in this country are safe. Um, the only instances of voter fraud that have been even remotely uh, captured were uh, it was instigated by those who said that the election was rigged. But the rest the rest of us, you know, we, we, you know, we know better. So go take part of it. Do your civic duty. Be the be the good American that you are. And go cast your ballot. And then we'll all hope for the best, I guess. See see how things go. Uh, you think people are resistant to change. Wait wait till this kind of change may happen. And the, and the, old, the old people, all the boomers, their last screaming hurrah. Oh, I'm so angry. You know, there'll be a lot of that going on. Which, by the way, one final note on the television thing. I was having a conversation with my father uh, the other day. He's 89. And he was asking me about uh, what's the best way to go about getting rid of uh, uh, his DirecTV service because it was costing him like 300 a month or whatever it was. And uh, what are the benefits of not having it and how would he watch certain things? And all I had to say to him was because, you know, he, it's not like he can't afford it. It's just like he just doesn't want to fool with it. It's a lot of damn money for a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, Dad, um, if you cut off your uh, your, your service... And go to something else, you won't be able to watch Fox News anymore. Oh, well, okay, then I guess I'll just be writing a check every month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. Yes, sir. That's how that shit be working. Yeah. All right, look, I got to go. Uh, y'all be sweet. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For God's sake, stop shooting each other, all right? I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. 
All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com.